Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today we can continue the Elevation series and I have another guest on the show, Ian Kay. Ian has a really inspirational story to share with us. He is an entrepreneur, he's a content creator, he's an athlete. He also works with his dad and brother in product development, branding and sourcing and merchandise supply. He's really got his hands in in many, many things and he truly believes that his purpose is to bring joy and improve the life of others. And to really do that by living an inspired life himself. And he really is inspirational and so is his story. And uh, he truly believes that he can inspire others and motivate others to live up to their potential. And I think that's something that I really relate to. Me and Ian connected uh, on the Alchemy Tribe. And there's going to be a lot of guests actually on the Elevation series who are part of that tribe. And uh, hopefully I will be talking to Matt Goddisman as well, um, who is the owner and founder of, of HDF Magazine and the Alchemy Tribe. And through him, I've got to connect to some amazing personalities, one being Ian. So I'm super excited to welcome Ian to the show. So Ian, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thank you so much for being part of this. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Annie. I just want to, obviously, having said um, a little bit about what you do, tell us in detail, though, about the work you're doing, especially the work with Beckford Bar and uh, the, rally, the Rally Flip Cap, because that, I, see, I see a lot of that on, on social media because I'm following you. And uh, for people who are listening who don't know what those things are, if you can just explain a little bit about that. Sure. So Beckford Bar is a push-up bar, and it's a stability training tool like a kettlebell or a dumbbell or things that are already in gyms. And what, what it was uh, intended uh, to brought to market with um, supermodel Tyson Beckford is a client of ours. So our company, Cisco Sales Corp, uh, mass produces and brings products to market. And uh, so it was a collaboration that we did. And this bar allows you to keep your upper body in optimum shape and actually redevelops your chest for men. But it's great for your core for women as well. It's also for beginners and athletes. So uh, people can start off on their knees, but it's an unstable push-up bar that really allows you to build muscle untraditionally, uh, innovatively, and differently than using weights and use your body weight. So that's a really exciting product I can get into more details. Another product um, where we cross paths, uh, Anissa, is Rally Flip Cap. So that is a, a product um, that I brought to market with my brother and dad. It's a family venture. So um uh, and the idea behind it is Jordan, my brother, thought of this uh, hat that flips open to be a signboard at a baseball game. So during rally time in sports, but especially in baseball, there's a lot of superstition and a lot of things going on uh, during the game of baseball. People talk about how baseball is like life, and it's very true. But um, rally time, you take your hat off and you turn it inside out and then you put it on your head. And it's a way to, uh, when there's two outs or there's things going on in the game, you can root on your team. It's a way to cheer and bring good momentum to the play at hand and, and to make sure that it can keep going. It's a rally. You know, there's right. political rallies and other things. So we brought that hat to market. And uh, it's amazing because uh, we've learned a lot about our target market and raising a community and our hat, even though it's about having fun and, and baseball and that's where it stems. We've done a lot of learning and research just from what didn't work and from doing um, a lot of bringing it to market and going on social media, documenting the journey, documenting the story. And it's great. We built a great community uh, around Rally Flipcap that's about being different because we like to say normal is boring. It's all about being different and standing out from the crowd. And what a better tool to use the Flipcap to do that. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 so it's it's such a it's such a cool idea actually. It's just so unusual. Um, what what has the process been like for you? Because you're into product development, so generally when you know people think about um having an idea and and what it takes from that inception point, you know, like to to go on and create it and then brand it and market it. Um, so you know, in all of that, it, it it takes a lot of work. And for somebody who might have an idea and just has no idea where to start, um, what advice would you give to them in order to get started in in, in in like specifically in the space of product development? Okay, wonderful. Well, I would start with what whatever it is, the best type of ideas. I guess there's more of a need for it, so it solves a problem. And what I've learned with the hat is, you know, there's not a big, big need for people wanting to turn their hats inside out for rally time. There is a need for people wanting to stand out and have attention. And what we learned with the Beckford Bar is there's a need where people can work out in their home and not have to use weight. So that solves a problem. So I would first say with any idea that you're really working on, if it solves a problem and is very valuable with that problem solving aspect, that's a better than just an idea that's cool and makes things better. So um, the first thing that I would start is actually going out there and getting public opinion of your idea. Write it down on a piece of paper and go out there so it's not just in your head, so it's not just actually not tangible yet. When it's down on paper, it becomes tangible. That's how you can make a business plan and you can say what you're going to do and how you can get feedback from people. If you get a lot of feedback that's, that it's interesting and so-and-so, then you can go to other steps where it's like you probably want to brand yourself and protect the trademark of the name of whatever the idea or the product is. And then if you find out other people that are interested, maybe they would want to invest money friends and family can help you with that, but you just have to start somewhere. Don't, don't feel like it's too late with anything because product development's all about like R and D goes into research and development goes into product development. So you have to do your due diligence, your research for your idea. There might, your idea might already be out there. It might not. Um, it might be out there. Someone might have not have executed as well as you can possibly. So like, don't get discouraged with your ideas if someone already has a name and other things out there because everyone's unique and every idea is unique and who it's from is, is really what's more unique. And in this day and age, it's all about where it's coming from, the, the source of stuff. You know, there's a lot of fake news out there, but when it comes down to influencers, entrepreneurs, and people out there, you know, your reputation is everything. So when there's things out there, and you can ask real people that have um, done it themselves or have the experience, which is everything. Experience is, is, is the number one thing I give advice to people. Take an internship and get experience, get work experience just in an environment around other people that are doing it because that situational knowledge is priceless and that experience can go with you and do other experiences. So I, I feel like when you're able to go out there and um, start start somewhere you're going to get some feedback that you, you have to you know no one's going to care about your idea at the end of the day more than your own idea so you have to and, and it's okay sometimes um part of the research and development process you know some ideas die you know you ha and and i hate to say this but you have to separate and um, not be emotional with business and certain things because yeah. i like to refer to it like it's horrible like i've had my family members and other people that have like i like to think of it as like you know um um, what's it called? When people lose a baby, it's, it's a horrible thing, but that doesn't stop them from making love and having another child. You know, you, right. you keep trying. Right. And there's like, you know, stillborn, you know, so you have to think of business or ideas like that. Like not all of them are going to go well, yeah. but you still keep trying because that's like the beauty of like doing something that's genuinely 
your idea. That's like where the freedom factor comes and like the free thinking and like you having fun and creating and like going back to basics, like you're in preschool having fun. Like you can never forget, you have to be serious and you have to, you know, take your emotions out of stuff, but you always have to like play around and, and, and experiment. And like, it should be fun with whatever it is you're doing. Even if you're not like an artist like me, or you're, you know, you have a desk job because I do still have a desk job and I'm building other brands, you know, on the side, you know, it's, um, yeah. it, this lifestyle takes a lot of sacrifice and um, it's a long-term thing. And I've been working um, at Cisco with my dad. So he's been sourcing uh, mm-hmm. for about 10 years. So there's a lot of experience and realizing things that don't work, but you know, um, at the end of the day, we'll go over some other, uh, I know you had some other questions that you said um, about like working with family. And it yeah. is not easy, but it, it, it's very rewarding, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. So did you did you um, always want to, to be an entrepreneur? Did you always want to get into business? No, no. I never knew um, I would ever be an entrepreneur. Uh, growing up, the, what my wish was growing up is that I'd be alive, actually. So, like, you know, like when I was seven years old, I was attacked by a Rottweiler. And that childhood trauma of, you know, playing basketball with my brother and having a dog like it was, uh, it was just a mean dog that got out and, and it attacked my arm. And you know, I played baseball, wow. so I was right-handed. But that really slowed me down a couple of years from seven, from seeing psychologists, from being on medications, from really just being fearful around dogs, especially. I would be scared at parks. I wouldn't. I was. I was even scared of my own uh, two dogs at the time uh, inside my house. And but I had to realize and overcome that fear of um, knowing that hey, like you know, man's best friend, this dog was a mean one. And at a young age, I kind of, you know, grew, grew from that. But like I said, I wanted to grow up. I wanted to be alive because I also, from the age of four, you know, had a heart murmur where I was born with something called aortic stenosis. So I always knew I was going to have to have a surgery um, after that other traumatic incident with the dog. So it's like growing up, I'm dreading the surgery coming, you know, and um, I had to have it when I was 14. So, you know, like they opened up my heart and gave, uh, and did a repair on my, on my valve. So like, I, I just, you know, like, I was very grateful as a kid and already dealing with a lot of things and, and other things that I don't talk about, but I love to, cause I'm recently reaching out to and, and having a lot of people actually more than ever reach out to me about heart stuff and Tourette's syndrome. So when I was attacked by the dog, I was actually in shock. Um, and your neurological system, you know, um, I developed blinking. I would twitch my eyes. And uh, a couple months after um, I had to, uh, I had a neurological order, neurological disorder known as Tourette's syndrome. So, you know, like I couldn't control, the involuntary movements of my facial tics and having to clench and like jerk my neck back. And this was more like when I was eight, nine or 10, you know, a couple years after. So like growing up, I, I, at a young age, I learned how to be comfortable in my own skin and kind of be uh, humiliated or endure embarrassment because it's like all these other kids or people at the time didn't understand why I was doing it. I didn't understand why I was doing it either, you know? So yeah. um, I just feel like I came, so I came to terms, you know, with that and, um, I was always creative, but I never knew I'd be an entrepreneur. I just, you know, I, I guess um, I'm very spiritual when it comes to things. And spirituality to me doesn't even have to do with religion. It's just more of your connection with a divine, um, uh, a divine power of some sort, because I, I believe in that. That's my belief system. And yeah. I've developed my own personal belief system. And I think it's very important for anyone to develop their own personal belief system for themselves. But, um, you know, like I just, I didn't realize it, but a lot of these things just prepared me for this, this, mm. this life, or I like to say, like, I really 
like figured this out a couple years ago because I actually had my second open heart surgery and I don't after ever have to have one again and I have a mechanical valve now so I'm like a terminator I like to joke around I'm like a cyborg right <laughs> wow. I'll be back right no <laughs> no but um but like I, I didn't I didn't re- yeah I'm, I'm a big uh, uh a big hero of mine is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger so it's like I didn't realize it, but like, I love, I loved lifting weights and, and, yeah. you know, I couldn't do it in high school because of my heart. So there's just all these things that happened later in my life that I look back and connect the dots. I'm like, Holy, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. these things that I don't like to talk about. And I literally have figuratively get off my chest. Like I, I have open heart surgery. Like I'm, I'm working out and I had the opportunity to bring the market an amazing product that I and my father use and other people are having testimonials where their, their lives are changing because they're able to work out in their home. And, yeah. and I, you know, it's a chest developer builder, the bar, I had open heart surgery. It just, you, you know, you can't wrap your head around these things and these things aren't made up. So it's just, I didn't realize it, but young on, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be alive, but it just shows you, I just kept pursuing and chasing that dream. And, you know, like when, and, and that's how, like, I like the, you know, like I had, like to think of things as like the butterfly, you know, like if, yeah. if change never happened, there wouldn't be butterflies, you know? So you have to think like, you have to shed your skin like a snake, but be true to your core and who you are. But if you're not growing, you're not learning anything. And it's okay if you don't want to grow, but don't let others that have gone through certain things and where you haven't walked their truth, don't let others that are blooming and flourishing, like don't let others pursue their potential. Like it's, that's not right. That's not fair. You know, like, and life's not fair, but you get out of life what you make it. And I guess I'm just the kid that never gave up and I still don't want to give up. And I'm, I just, I know that I'm a source of inspiration for my friends, my family, my loved ones, and strangers and people that I've never even met and people like you. That's just how we connected. Like there's yeah. so much mutual love between you and I. And yeah. it's just amazing how we connected through Alchemy Tribe and, and uh, like Matt Gossman and other people. So it's just, <laughs> you know, like when you, when you pursue that stuff, like things happen and, and like miracles happen, you know, like, yeah. like every single day, ordinary people do extraordinary things and no one's posting about that shit. Like no yeah, one's discovering that stuff. You know, like there's the, like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, it still fell, but kind of no, no one really heard it. So like, there's a mm. lot of amazing things going on every day that no one, no one realizes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think uh, you, what you said was really true. Like, you know, just um, being authentic and, and sharing your story, you end up actually connecting with a lot more people and by being open about what you've gone through and sharing that. So I think, I think that's, that's amazing. That's great. And coming into fitness then, um, you're obviously a, a big fan of working out now. Um, and, you know, you've pushed through all those traumatic experiences and come out the other side, which is amazing. And, and fitness seems to be, whenever I talk to people in fitness, it seems to be like this this discipline which has come into their life, uh, either keeping them motivated um, or it's been, you know, it's had quite a strong mental impact and it's been about turning weaknesses into strength. Um, is fitness something, I mean, does it have that effect on you? And, and what do you think about fitness? Do you think that this is something everyone should incorporate into their lifestyle um, because of just the, uh, like the amazing effect of it, not just on your outer exterior body in order to achieve an exterior goal but um of what fitness does to you on on the inside yeah no that's that's a great question so you know i like a great quote from a great person that's another inspiration to me like you you have to be 
I look at, I've never met Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've never met Jillian Michaels. They're very inspiring and, and I consider them mentors. You can learn from people younger than you. You can learn from people older than you and people you've never met. But mm-hmm. I like Jillian Michaels' quote that says, fitness to me is not about a crunch or a push-up. It's about taking your power back. And that's the beautiful thing. If you're just putting on your shoes and going up a staircase, great job. You put yourself up, that you, you pushed yourself and you did a little bit of work. And that's like the little things. It's just, if you're going to even do jumping jacks, if you're going to lift a little dumbbell, fitness is so important because it's rewarding when you're putting, you know, your body through something. And I, I like to say this, you have to think if money wasn't around, we're all primitive tribes, you know, people would be down in a cubicle we're not like you have to be mobile and moving around and fitness especially functional fitness body weight training is key like so when you're able to make a plan and start consistently if it's one day a week two days a week you're consistently just doing it because the point is it's not just about living longer or getting your cardio in or working your heart out like when you're able to push yourself and complete a task like that in fitness and when it's invigorating and it's like your, your, your focus and your energy, you're going to be able to do that same thing in other aspects of your life. So the fitness actually transcends into other daily tasks. And that's what I've learned. And that's what I feel like fitness should, should be or how anyone should define it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool because people are documenting their fitness journeys now with social media. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and it's very interesting. So, you know, I'm learning every day from what people are posting. It's very subjective. I, I learn from what people ask and I'm just, I, I have a beginner's mindset. I've learned a long time ago on my entrepreneurial journey that there's so much out there that I won't know and I will never know, but how I can get closer to the truth is finding out more information by asking the right questions and then uh, meeting the right people that might have that knowledge or experience. Yeah, absolutely. And what and going a bit back to the, the the topic of family then, because you are part of a family business, and I'm sure that does come with a lot of challenges. And, and especially in Asian culture, that it's quite traditional um, and quite common for people to join their family businesses. Um, and, and a lot of people are, you know, hesitant to to do it. And a lot of people are very uh, open to doing that. Um, but yeah. what, cha- what challenges have, what challenges do you think, uh, or rather than you think, I know that you have been through, um, what challenges have you been through as an entrepreneur doing a family business, as opposed to maybe being solo? And uh, what advice would you give to people who are in that, who, who are contemplating joining a family business? Sure. Let me, let me, great question. Then I'll talk about the family business aspect and then I'll talk about the solopreneur or, you know, working for yourself aspect. Um, Family business is it's, it's, it's just like any business. But what I mean by that is it's, it's very hard. Not everyone can do a business period. Not everyone can solve a problem by providing a solution or product or service. Mm -hmm. And not everyone can go into business with their family. And that's not why not everyone has their own business. It's very difficult and it, it takes, I guess, Teamwork, enthusiasm, accountability, and systems. You need to have all those in place with the right people that have the right skill sets to make it work. And what was really humble, I like to say we've had humble beginnings just because, um, you know, during this whole thing, my my parents went through a divorce when I joined the business and I took a year off of school. So there's just been, you know, things that you lose in order to grow, such as our house. But, you know, you you can invest in a house, but a house won't make you return uh, in a long, you know, like you can, it's a better 
the better return on investment to invest in yourself than on a business than I guess on a house. And that was the decision that we made when I came to, you know, come with a pickaxe to help my dad and work in the warehouse. And it right. was great because at the time when we joined in 2009, 2010, you know, 10 years ago almost, um, he had about eight employees then. And it was great. He, he allowed us to work in the warehouse and learn experience. He didn't just give us the job and, and everything else like that. And, 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 and it's been very um, rewarding knowing how our dad allowed us to come in here to gain respect with some of the other employees. And, and you know, now we're lean and mean. We, we still have uh, five here. Uh, but we do have other people where we work with in China for other things and where we import and source and we have our domestic sources. But it's it's been really amazing because my grandpa's been importing. So it comes in my blood to be an importer and international trade. And my dad went over to China in the 70s after my grandpa uh, was did a lot of importing in the 60s. And he was one of the first big importers with Japan. Um, but my, my dad went over to China and worked in a trading company. So he brought those skill sets and knowledge of opening tooling and molds to which you need to mass produce things, things that we're getting affected by, like everyone with Trump duty laws and other things like that. But what no one understands is it's very important to have US made products, but Apple and everyone else is doing design in California made in China. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to the people of the business and the brand. You know, everything's made in a lot of different places. But that experience with my dad, him being able to start this business in the 70s, um, and, and be hands on before Alibaba and help inventors helping companies fulfilling you know mass quantity orders if um that's what i'm saying like when you open up tooling and molds and cavities you're able to produce um a lot better than what you could ever produce in the usa because no one no one will be willing to do it here this is why outsourcing and, and india and other countries are um are are, are benefiting as, as it should this is this is global business um, yeah. but what i wanted to say is it, so that experience with that but it's great because i got a art degree in school and I and I learned so much outside of school than I ever did in school I've been teaching myself and you can there's there's so many great things out there like lynda.com or YouTube videos or just just going and you know trying for yourself you gotta in order to like Gary Vee says in order to find out what you like you gotta try foods to know what you have a palate for so if it matters to you you have to just go out there but coming into here I didn't actually study marketing I didn't actually uh, study. I studied design and visual communication and branding in school, but it's been amazing because I came into this business not knowing zero anything about marketing. People have said the last like seven, eight years, like, no, you guys are a marketing company. So that's just a pleasure. You know, what, what people say, what, like I said in the beginning, go out there and ask people your ideas. Don't get offended. Like opinions are, opinions matter, but like at the end of the day, you, you need to listen to your heart too, but mm-hmm. you can't get offended and you can't take things personally because everyone's going to have an opinion. But then again, not everyone's going to have your intuition and what's inside your mind and your dream. That's yours. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it takes actions to do that. And then the, the last thing I want to say is, so it's been really cool learning the marketing factor and always learning and working with great people. But um, the other thing I'd recommend, you talked about solarpreneurs. So mm-hmm. it's it, what I'm learning too is just no one does anything by themselves. We have our factory relationships and we have two people that go check our factories and check all um, you know, the quality and things like that. It's important to have your boots on the ground and to make sure that like you don't do anything by yourself. Like even solopreneurs, like the real ones, they might say they're solopreneur, but they're, they're probably working with some other people and everyone like you, you need a team to scale anything. You can get it done to a point and be a very great solopreneur consultant, but I just feel like it seems to me, and that's fine. I, I might be wrong. This is just my opinion. I feel like in order to have a team and to scale anything, like you need that team. Like, cause, cause then what are you truly scaling if it's just one thing? And the other thing is too, is the real businesses nowadays, 
you take away Gary Vee and Vandermedia and stuff, like, would it still exist? So, no, it wouldn't. The mm-hmm. real businesses nowadays have people that are there every single day. People yeah. that are there. Like, you can't step away from something anymore and have, you know, like, and uh, like if, 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 if Elon Musk stepped away from Tesla and, and SpaceX, it wouldn't be the same company. Like, okay. it, it's just, this is, the, this is how you have to think of things. So just get in, in, on your journey, make sure you're passionate about what you're doing so that you can do it every day of your life. And then it's as much as it sounds like work to you, entrepreneurship's not about money or the work. It's about freedom mm. and knowing the value that you provide to people because that's the gift of giving. There's a yeah. gift in and of itself. And that's the, also the reward of doing a great job and going all out. That's rewarding when you, you know, go all out or you bust your ass in that workout or you push yourself. There's a reward factor that's not materialistic. It's inside and it's divine and it's grace and it's, and it's that pain, that soreness that you feel. And that's going to allow you to take on other aspects and, and prepare you for life. You know, you got to think of fitness and wellness and mindfulness, which is going to be huge in the next couple of years. But like mm-hmm. self-care and self-love. Like when you're working out, you're loving yourself. When you're eating healthy, you're loving yourself. When you're talking positive thoughts and you're with positive, positive people and you're growing, you're loving yourself. And, you know, like, I just, I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, like, um, I'm not perfect, but I just feel like from my personal struggles that I've gone through and the, and the Tourette's and stuff, like I, my sixth sense and my gift is I have like very laser focus and self-awareness. Like mm. I, I can hear my heart tick right now because I have a mechanical valve. And then when I was younger, I really felt my body moving and I couldn't control it. So it's like just growing up and outgrowing some of the Tourette's and things like I, I have like a very good personal self-awareness and that's what allows me to do great branding for myself, great branding for the brands I represent for, and for other people and, and for my clients and my customers. And, and I put them first and that's what makes me feel good knowing that I give them the, the energy and the, the wherewithal to, to provide what they need. Yeah. And, and with, and with social media now being such a big thing, um, it, do you feel personally that it's important for any business to, to tap into social media as a medium to, you know, reach people and, and scale businesses now? And can, can, is it really possible to do it without, with, you know, without any social media? Great question. I don't know if it is possible to do without social media. Cause someone might film that person if they don't have their own D rock or other people showing and documenting. But right. at the end of the day, you know, Gary Vee says that social media is AKA also known as the current state of the internet. Mm. What social media is doing. And I firmly agree is that it's exposing people. Some people yeah. are scared to go log in and to do things on the internet where they're not even going to go on and exist. And mm. Gary Vee also talks about, and I'm a big believer of this, everyone right now on their Instagram, their daily, you know, you know, back in the day, everyone had diaries. Now it's like Instagram and stuff. So <laughs> all of our family, no, I'm serious. All of our family members are going to think this is what Gary, this is Gary V and Banner Media um, philosophy. And it's, and it's true. I really believe in this. Like all of our family members are going to believe that we're the first like ancestors of ours, not the black and white photos that we have from, you know, two, three, a hundred years ago, but like social media, this digital footprint, it's not going to go away. The cloud, mm-hmm. the cloud is, is real. Like not like Y2K back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. The, the cloud that exists with things and sending stuff is real. So I'm just saying social media is huge because mm-hmm. it's not even about what's your website anymore. It's what's ongoing and what are you consistently doing? And that's what social media allows 
people and brands to do. You have to use, and, and social media is just a tool. It's another tool to add your arsenal like the Beckford Bar is, like a kettlebell or a dumbbell or a TRX. It's a tool that you can use. And what I'm learning is a lot of people, they, they either get ignorant or they don't realize it, but you have to try and use different tools. You can't build that house just with a hammer. You got to use other tools. And we're in this day and age now where you can go out there and be a sourcing person yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like we're in the sourcing business. We do international trade, but we do a lot of other things because we're good at it and we have the great experience. But I'm just saying you can literally go right now on Amazon and source your own things. If you wanted like some bracelets or something, you're going out like you can do all the work if you wanted to, but then you have to come with experience and knowing who you're buying from. And there's a lot of other things that happen um, Mm. in life and in business. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ian, it's been such an interesting chat. Thank you so much for taking time out. I just want to end by doing a a quick fun round, three quick questions. Um, So if you can share something that, because this topic of of mental health is really important to me and, and something which is running throughout the series and that I'm asking a lot of entrepreneurs because of the lifestyle and, you know, just generally the sacrifices that you are having to make and the the focus and everything else, um, taking time out for yourself is so important. So one thing that you do every day for your general well-being, whether it's um, fitness or meditation or just going for a walk or whatever it is, what would that thing be? Yeah, I will literally go through this. I wake up every morning Mm. and at night, but every morning I go through this mantra and I I take six deep breaths. Okay, I take six deep breaths so I can be very focused in the moment of, of, of that waking up. And what I say to myself is, I'm Ian K. My purpose is to bring joy to and improve the lives of others by living an inspired life. I say today, I'm going to embrace the challenges of life and I'm going to help five to 10 random people how I can. Mm-hmm. I also thank Ruben Polito Jr. Because this is the man who saved my life when that dog was attacking me. My dad was actually in China at the time with Cisco doing business, visiting one of the factories and one of the trade fairs at Canton Trade Fair. He saved my life, Ruben Polito Jr. And actually, it's really sad, but he's no longer here anymore. But mm-hmm. the point is, is he's my hero. He saved my life. He lives on through me. The fact that I can talk about my story is he's still part of me inside my heart. and He saved me from that dog. So I thank him every day. And I, I strive to be a hero for someone else. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am very humble. I, I am not better than anyone. I continue to become, try the best version of me because me becoming the best version of me is going to help my wife. It's going to help my brother. It's going to help my dad. It's going to help my company. It's going to help all my customers, my clients, every single person that ever saw me with Rally Flip Cap, any person that wants to get off their butt and, and, and work out, maybe they don't buy the, the Beckford bar. That's fine. But they're going to get inspired and motivated for me because this is my purpose and I'm following it. So there's just things that I tell myself every day that allows me to stick true to myself. And, 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 and I just feel like that mantra keeps me me because I there's so many other things out there and a big thing that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they imitate other people Mm. and it only gets you so far you can either be a manipulator or a motivator you can't be both you have to be one or the other and people can feel in their intuition some things like that so if you're consistent and you're on social media and you're repeating yourself that you know you are what you repeatedly do so that fact that I go through that habit and ritual really reminds me of being grateful. And it just gives me that state of bliss. Cause I like to say this, like, I just feel like I'm enlightened ever since my childhood tragedies and traumas. I, I, I couldn't control. 
I only could control my positive attitude and my, and my mind and, and, and a better future, you know, no more, like I wanted to be alive when I was an adult. I didn't want to have the surgeries and that just gave me an enlightened state. So like, this is what you get. I'm very happy. I was able to meet my wife early on in life too. I know it's because God gave me her because I went through a lot of struggles you know, things happen like that. You have to believe in, a, in, in, in things. And there's just been so many people that I've, we've met on our journey. And it's just, I didn't understand at the time, but there's just there's so much in store for you. If you just choose to smile and never give up. I, and I promise to you, Anissa, and to anyone else listening, like, this is for real. Like, if you don't give up on that stuff, even if your dream doesn't come true, if you help someone else's dream come true, something else is going to come your way. The universe will reward you. And you have to just have that abundant mindset and be grateful for stuff. And then you're going to realize that, like, it is what it is. It is what you make it. And, you know, like, like Shakespeare, to be or not to be, are you going to be happy or are you going to choose not to be? It's that yeah. simple. It really is that simple. But, but you know what? The work now is being consistent and, and, and reminding yourself to do it and doing it for you. Don't do it for someone else. Do it for you. That's that's yeah. where the reward is. Yeah, yeah, great, great. And and just uh, quickly in one sentence, how, if you could tell someone how to turn a failure into a win. I feel like you've answered that in this first question. But what would what would you say to them? I would say to turn your failure into a win is no one ever won a Super Bowl or a tournament or a game mm. without losing first. You have to learn how to lose and hold your head up high and watch those tapes, study what you did wrong, learn from the errors to then not make them again. And that's what I'm going to say. Fail, keep failing because you have to look at failure as actually not even a mistake. It's a, it's a, it's a, you try, you try. When you swing that bat and you miss that ball in baseball, mm. that's better than freaking standing there and not swinging the bat. So trying and failing is great. That shows you that you're human and that you're doing stuff. But you know what's not great is staying stagnant, talking about, oh, complaining about that and all that stuff because the complaining is not going to get you anywhere. Action, action, action will help you. And the more you fail, failure takes action. So just take another action and, and move forward and, and don't forget about it. But you just, you can't have that label be defying you. You can't, I didn't allow Tourette's syndrome mm. and being born with a heart disease, a congenital heart disease, me, I have CHD. I didn't let those define who I was. I'm an artist. I'm a creator. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm Ian, I'm Ian K. You see? So yeah. that failure shouldn't define you and who you are. You should define you. And you just take each day as it comes and know that it's okay to, 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 to make mistakes because you're a human being. And I've made so many. And I continue to make mistakes every day. Little simple things. Every day. So, so yeah. no one's perfect. And, and no one will ever be perfect. So don't strive for it. Strive for progress not yeah. perfection yeah 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 great and and last but not least um complete the sentence you love being an entrepreneur because i love being an entrepreneur because i'm free yeah this i, I feel like this is it, it's so interesting but uh, so many people have said this now on the series that it's um though i of course thought about it like that i just feel like it's now um there's so much more emphasis put on it because it, it seems like this is a, a very common string between entrepreneurs and why they're doing what they're doing and i think that's amazing no thank you and thank you so much like i think what you're doing is amazing that's why we connected <laughs> i i'm a big believer and and lover of, of you and your content and what you stand for and I, i'm here to continue to support and i can't wait to share this 
with my um, with my target market and, and um, all, all my believers and supporters and my friends and family. This is going to be uh, a, a great thing for, for everyone listening. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's, it's amazing having you on and just sharing your knowledge. And um, I hope people are going to listen in and, and really take a lot away from this conversation. So thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a great day, Ian, and I shall talk to you soon. Sounds good. And, and for all those people listening, if you wanted to check me out on Instagram, I'm E-N-G-K, that's I-A-N-G-K-A-Y. And then you can follow our uh, Workouts with Beckford Bar journey. We're building a fitness community of like-minded people that like to work out or like to be motivated to work out. And that's at Workouts with Beckford Bar. And um, yeah. Brilliant. So I shall be tagging Ian um, in the post, of course, in the content when this goes out. So if you have any, cool. any further questions for him, you can directly get in touch as well. So that's great. Sounds like a plan. Well, you have a wonderful rest of the day and we will uh, be in touch soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Ian. Uh, thank you, everyone. You guys take care and uh, never give up and, and keep your head up high. <laughs> take care. Uh, you too. And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.